<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the the British Bear Show. Uh, great to be back. We've been been away for a few weeks. This is due to uh, my man Jason nearly killed himself skiing the other week on holiday, uh, so he had to he had to get his neck checked out. And uh, how are you doing, Jason? Are, are you recovering? Uh, thanks, mate, for your uh, sympathy. I am recovering, yes. Uh, I'm off the mind-bending opioid painkillers, which was uh, interesting. Uh, and, yeah, back to work. And now I've just got a stinking cold. But life's good, mate. And you're having technical trouble, but we'll we'll muddle on through. We're doing all right. Yeah, good to see you. You're muted. <laughs> mate. So, yes, uh, yeah, so, uh... Yeah, cool. So, yeah, we're having a bit of a technical issue today. My my tablet let me down, so I'm using my phone. So the connections aren't great, and there might be a bit of a lag. But hopefully, if you just bear with us, we can still entertain you and give a bit of a Bears news and, and our thoughts on what's going on at Hallis Hall. As you know, the idea of the show is, is this is like a British voice uh, for the Chicago Bears. And... Basically, what me and Jason want in the long run is that we'd like to have some British guests on so they can tell us about their Bears fandom and how they got into the Bears and obviously their opinion of what's going on, you know, what's going on with the club itself. So what we'll do is we'll crack on, see, if, see before everything just breaks down. And uh, <laughs> let's start Let's start with all these new arrivals at Hallis Hall regarding the coaching staff. Uh, let's start off with Shane Waldron, the, the new OC. Uh, 44-year-old, he's been calling plays for three years with Seattle. He's the guy who transformed uh, Gino Smith's career over the last sort of couple of years, you know, emerging from a journeyman backup quarterback to, to, a, to a, you know, a playoff quarterback. Um, I personally think this is a good hire. It, the real reason is because I just like the idea that the guy's been calling plays for three years, and it's so refreshing that the Bears have brought brought him in, somebody with experience, rather than the did we get, say, who had no experience at all with player calling. Uh, I know that this guy, he's, he's got a lot of experience under Belichick and also under uh, Shanahan and also uh, McFay as well. So, he, you know, he's a part of that sort of system tree. So I just thought that's going to transfer well. I don't know what that means regarding, you know, are we keeping Justin Fields or not? Um, but what, what what do you think about the high the new OC? Uh, really happy, mate. Yeah, really happy with that. I, I agree with what you said. Uh, I like his style. I, I think we chatted a couple of days ago, didn't we? You said about Geno Smith. I remember watching Red Zone a few weeks back, um, and they were they flitting between the games, and they went to Seahawks, and they were talking about Geno Smith and having a great season. Early on, he was talked about as MV, a possible MVP candidate. I was thinking, Geno Smith? I thought he'd gone. What happened to him? So, massive turnaround, yeah. Um, so, really pleased. Yeah, he's, I think... It's certainly an improvement um, on the previous OC. Obviously, which couldn't get any worse. To be fair, um, and I, I like I like the way he works. Yeah, I just, I've seen I watched Swifty's breakdown, which was always useful. That's you know everyone knows the good work Swifty does. Um, the way he attacks all three levels of the defense. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see a lot of um, like twelve and thirteen uh, personnel sets. So a lot of, you know two and three tight end formations. Um, but I love the way he works. Yeah, he, like you said, he's from the McVeigh, the Sean McVeigh coaching tree. So um, same as he's actually the, the quarterback coach we'll talk about after, which I'm actually, again, pleased about, building the team. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, he, he 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 builds layers. He builds plays upon looks. So what we were always really struggling with with Getsy was that he would just it was so predictable, so vanilla, like nothing kind of like basic football. Uh, what Waldron will do is that he'll he'll give you a look and he'll run one play from it. He'll give you another look and he might run the same one, but he just so many variations from one look. So he keeps the defense guessing a lot more. Um, I like the way he does his business. And the, one of the big things for me, especially like you said. Uh, is the fact that we're building a coaching team that are all experienced play callers. That was what we suffered from last time. I said it on a previous show that I wasn't happy that we're like the coaching school. We had a young team, uh, a new quarterback, mm-hmm. a new you know, a new front office, and we got brand new coaches, new OCs and, and, and DC calling plays they've not done before. So everyone's trying to learn their job at the same time, which we know it can work, but I just think it, you're not you're making it more difficult mm-hmm. to succeed. So I'm really pleased that um, three things mainly that I think they're pleased that the front office are doing now is one, they're getting in early. So before everyone else gets the chance, they're going to try and pick their guy. The more people are available, obviously, the better chance you've got to find in the right fit, potentially. Um, they're interviewing a lot of people for each for these jobs. And uh, and they're, they're there. What was the third one? I've completely forgotten it. It's gone out of my head. I'm done shortly. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're essentially they're acting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing they're doing good things. I like it. So yeah, I'm really happy with Waldron hiring. I think it's uh, it's going to be a good step up. And like cool. you said, it, uh, I think like I mentioned to you before a couple of days ago that I was almost thinking that I wanted this show to be called the last chat I'm going to have about um, our quarterback situation this season because it's <laughs> yeah, every single show on every chat on every every the, all the podcast is the same. We're going around in circles, and I don't know if you want to cover it today. I'm yeah. happy to cover it, but I'm going to say it once. And once only, and then wait for the draft or wait for a trade or whatever. But um, we're just battering our heads against yeah. each other and against a brick wall, talking the same things. But none of us knows. Um, but maybe we'll cover that later. I'll let you know. You can lead the show. I'll let you decide. But overall, yeah, yeah happy yeah, with all of them being brought in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, one thing I really like as well is that he seems to be a coach who actually adapts his scheme to his players' strengths, which is you know, which gets he never did. You know, it will basically, you know, this is this is a scheme I know. I'm going to run this scheme, and and he never really thought about, you know, having the right players in specific players. You know, like having wide receivers try and block a defensive end. You know, like like you just said, uh, his play call they never seemed to make any sort of sense. It seemed to build off players. Um, you know, it, it didn't sh- show the same look and try and build off that same look into different plays. And it's just the. Um, and it's just it's just that he's got the experience of doing it, and I think I think you know I think that's a massive thing, especially when you're a play caller, because because you need to get that you need to have the feel of the game, and you know, and also you need to know when to make adjustments. And that was something what what gets the I thought was lacking massively, that he could make adjustments. He could really once he got off his scripted plays, that he could you know he, he sort of got behind the game quite a lot. And also, he did sort of change things up, you know. You know, you know my feelings about always having feels in the shotgun. What just annoyed me like hell because that limits the player calling what you can do as well, you know. And it's just sort of, it's just like you said, Jace. It's nice to have coaches what have been there, what they brought in who have been there, done it before, rather than learning on the job. And I think that's you know one of the reasons why maybe Justin feels I struggle sometimes because he's got coaches who. I've not done it before, you know, and uh, and so the new, you know, there's too much newness to, you know, like you said, they were like, you know, new new head coach, new coordinators, new GM, and uh, I just think, right, looking at looking at the um, 
the people that brought in over these last sort of seven days have all got a lot of experience, which is really, you know, which is really cool. Um, so what we'll do is then we'll we'll uh, go on to the defensive coordinator what I brought in called uh, Eric Washington from the Bills. He was a Bills assistant head coach and the D line coach, and he was also on the Bears staff in 2008 to 2010. We love it. So that makes us think that he's got a great deal of experience with this sort of scheme what we're running, you know, on defense, which is going to be really good for the team. Uh, and also as well, like we all know how important defensive line play is. You know, you win the game in the trenches. Uh, and what I've heard sort of, you know, watching podcasts and just reading that is a really good teacher, a really good communicator, quite a strict guy I've heard. Um, and I think the idea is that obviously this, gonna, this is going to leave Eberfluss to like, you know, be more of a, a CEO, head coach when it comes to, you know, whether they've got training camp or whatever. But I am, but, Eberfluss, as far as I know, he's going to be calling the play still on game day. Um, so I will quite, because I thought the whole idea was to, for him just to be like his CEO, head coach, and, and not be a play caller. But I can understand why he wants to do that, because obviously we had um, such an upturn in the defensive um, performance when he did take over the play calls, you know, and obviously when we got sweating as well. So what do you think about that high, Jason? Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, you've, you've, yeah, you've touched on it already. It's the, the, the big thing will be whether or not Flus keeps calling the plays. Because um, there was a big turnaround. In, mm. we, we saw it, didn't we, from when Williams left to when uh, to, to Flus started calling the defensive plays. Although he's still, I still hold him massively responsible for all this prevent defence that cost us three games, probably. Oh, yes. Uh, so, may, yeah, maybe it's... And I, I think what we don't see is the chats they've had together to make him come to this decision. So... Uh, it, it could be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, I like he's got history. He's got yeah. So he was he was the uh, the Bears D line coach the last time we won a playoff game in 2010. Just yeah. FYI, take that little stat. Got a better one coming out later. Um, but he's yeah. He was the uh, assistant head coach and D line coach at the Bills, like you said. And they they were they had the fourth most sacks last season. So um, he what? seems to know what he's doing. Um, so well, yeah, a good hire again. A good hire. I think there's a team of experienced people. And it gives me hope that whoever we have, because uh, we've still got a young team, that they're going to be the sort of coach, a coaching team that can work together uh, and and essentially just bring out the best in the players instead of trying to, like we've seen in the past season, trying to fit our players into what the coach wants. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Again, experienced head, knows the Bears. He worked, I think it was, was he John Hoke? I think he worked underneath when he was the first, um, here before. But so someone who's already here. So he's got relationships in the house already. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Seeing to him get to work, and it'll be interesting to see how him and Flus work together. With you know Flus being a defensive-minded head coach and calling the plays last season, yeah. so one to watch. But I'm happy with that hire too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be quite interesting to see though. Like you, like you, you mentioned before, uh, Jason, about you know and we were doing sort of soft coverage, you know, like soft zone coverage, and we we're letting up a lot of big players, like we did against Green Bay in the last game. And it'd be quite interesting to actually see if Williams actually would go to him, Flus and goes. We need to change things. So it'd be quite interesting to see what their dynamics going to be on, on game day because, you know, you know, obviously he's got experience about calling players as well. So uh, it'll be very interesting. I think it's like, uh, it'll be like another voice in the room for him with us to bounce off as well. I mean, I don't know if they're bringing back, uh, is it Phil Snow who's been like a bit of a consultant over this last sort of three quarters of the last season. So it'd be interesting to see if he comes back as well. But, uh, I just think it'd be 
a really good sounding ball for Eberfluss and maybe he'll see things that Eberfluss are overlooking and, and hopefully they can get together and correct, you know, mistakes on the fly, you know, through a game where, uh, you know, you, you see, all, all, I think all the real good teams like Kansas City, they all, the, the teams that are really good about making adjustments through the game. And I think that's one thing what the Bears need to sort of learn. Special, special, I mean, we didn't get that on offense either all last year. Uh, so I, I think it's a great, great hire, man. And I just think it just gives us a bit more knowledge and a bit more depth to the defense as well. Because, you know, yeah. you think how well they were playing last year near the end of the season. And if we can improve on that and then get the offense up to, you know, playing at the same level, that, that you know, then things are going to improve. So moving on, moving on to the next series, the uh, quarterback coach, Kerry Joseph. Uh, the guy with a, a former NFL safety and also he played QB in the CFL. And I think he got MVP when he played it, played in the Canadian League. Uh, I think he started coaching with the New Orleans in 2014. And he was an assistant receiver coach and assistant quarterback coach as well uh, when he was at, um, when he was with Wardrid at the Seahawks. So I quite like the idea of having a bit of continuity. With the coaches, I mean, this usually happens that you know a, a, a coordinator will bring a lot of his guys over. What he's you know what he's had before, like Eberflus tried to do with the defensive guys last year. Uh, so I do like that bit of continuity because they know how to work with each other. Um, I've heard he's a great teacher. I mean, a lot of people are saying that it maybe it was him who got most out of Geno Smith in, in Seattle, and and that that's always good. So, what what are your thoughts about that hire, mate? Uh, I just see my sister in the chat, <laughs> Chrissy. Hello, <laughs> bear down. She's getting it. See the family; they can't avoid it. <laughs> excellent. Get in the world. Uh, thanks for joining us, little sis. Um, excellent. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, and to respond to Dobsy there as well. There's a previous uh, comment. There's Dobsy about he said is how is it how exciting is it to you all that there seems to be, already be the future OC in the passing game coordinator, assuming the current OC picks up a head coach job next year. Um, this mm. is what you want. So I, everyone rate, talks about, and it's, a, it's becoming a bit of a boring cliche, but the San Francisco 49ers, they're like a production line of coaches, aren't they? And if, you, if you're a good yeah. organisation that develops people, if your coaches are succeeding, you're succeeding. And that naturally means that your coaches will be getting better, becoming good at their jobs and be looking at promotions. So it's kind of what you want, really. And that's, again, I agree with Dobsy, his comment that this is exactly what we want to see, is getting good, experienced coaches that are looking to take that step. Um, and mm. for someone I've seen it before on other podcasts that um, that people have said that the that it's you want that to be what's happening. You know, you need this this production line of, of coaches. Um, I've lost my thread again entirely. This is cold, man. What's I going to say? Oh, damn it! That's <laughs> <It's, laughs> so annoying. Um, oh God, it's gone. But and no, it was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think basically, sorry, just trying to say, because obviously what happens is that usually if you have a successful team like the 49ers, you lose a lot of your coordinators because obviously they want to move on to a higher, higher, you know, like a higher job, you know, like a head coaching job. Um, so I like, like, like you were saying, Jason, I do like the idea that we got, look, even if, um, you know, Waldron leaves after next season, hopefully the QB coach can, uh, you know, take over so we have like a you know a bit of continuity instead of always having to change coaches. But saying that, he might not leave, he might do what bloody 
the uh, Lions OC said he's going to stay with the Lions for next season. Ben, it's Ben Johnson, isn't it? And I, yes. I read that today and I'm like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I were hoping we were going to get like a head coach job somewhere and, you know, and, you know that would break up their sort of winning, winning formula. Uh, so a bit disappointed, but a bit disappointed and also very worried that he's staying there for at least another season. Um, so yeah, that, that I, I, you know, that I, yet again, it's a, it's a, another guy what's got experience. Uh, and the next the next guy is the new wide receiver coach called Chris Beatty, uh, and yes. this guy's been coaching for twenty six years, mostly in college. Uh, it was the Chargers uh, receiver coach from 2021, and he actually already coached uh, DJ Moore at the college level. Uh, and I've always thought uh, San Diego have always got they've always got like a good passing game. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go right the bear back to Dan Fouts's days back in the 80s, but you know, with Herbert and, and the wide receivers have got now, you know, they're, they're always an exciting offense. Uh, what? What do you reckon about that pickup, Jason? Uh, oh, he's, he's all, all over the shop, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yes, uh, again, it's another one you got. A, a, you've, you're stealing all my thunder, but it's fine. It's just yeah, you're saying the same that I've been noting about these guys. You know, it's uh, you, 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 they're part of a big team, so you kind of like you can't say it's all just down to one person, but you've got to look at the team around the around the mm. players. And you're right. This uh, Keenan Allen had a career year under him when he was wide receiver coach at the Chargers. Um, so it, and yeah, it, it, that's excites me too that he was uh, DJ Moore's coach at Maryland at university. So yeah, uh, so that is exciting to know. Yeah, I'm happy with happy with that. Again, again, it looks like a good, experienced uh, production in the past hire. So again, we, it's, it's building a team that, of people that know what they're doing, which is kind of weird to say as a Bears fan, but it does seem that that's what they're playing <laughs> at. Again, a collection of solid coaches together that can help develop this whole team and push each other and just de develop themselves as, and the players and, you know, a winning franchise, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like we get, you know, we're bringing in, you know, the adults are coming back into the room after gets a, gets his, you know, sham of an offence, uh, on, you know, on these offensive signings we brought in. And um, I just, I just, I just think, I just, uh, I just like that, yeah. I mean, I've like, I've liked what he's done at San, uh, not San Diego, sorry, LA, the LA Chargers. Um, what do you reckon about the uh, the running back coach they brought in, uh, Chad Morton? You're ahead of me, mate. I didn't know about that one. News flash, news flash. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that one. You didn't know about that one. Well, I saw it on um, on X and. Um, uh, but it wasn't sort of confirmed, and then I saw it was confirmed today. And uh, he's yeah. basically he's, he's worked with uh, with Waldron over the last three years in Seattle, um, and also what he was the running back coach, but also he was the the run game coordinator as well. And Seattle a couple of years ago, I think they were like either number one or number two in in rushing yards per game. So that that sounds like a really good hire as well. Um, obviously, you got that continuity again. Been working with him in Seattle, so uh, I'm not surprised he's brought so many people from from, from that uh, organization uh, to come over to the Bears because I mean, they, they all lost the jobs when when Pete Carroll decided to retire or he might got pushed or whatever. Um, so yes, yeah, so, but the last sort of guy really is Thomas Brown. 
uh, has been brought in as the passing game coordinator. What, what are your thoughts about him, uh, Jason? I do, know about that. I do know about that one, so that's good. I'm not entirely beyond the curve here. Um, uh, yeah, he's... He, um, the, the blot on his in his copybook is that he was the Panthers OC last year, so uh, and their offense was sucked ass, didn't it last year? Um, but yeah. before that, yeah, he you know, and again, it may maybe that like Getsy, he was promoted above his station, you know, got he got to the first point of failure. Um, because before that, he was the uh, he was assistant head coach, running backs and tight ends coach at the Rams for three years, um, including yeah. during their Super Bowl, winning their Super Bowl win, uh, again from the Sean McVay tree, so. Again, could could fit in the scheme pretty well. I'm quite happy. Yeah, again, another experienced head has been around a bit, has won a Super mm. Bowl, has seen some good quality players, has knows knows how to get the best out of people. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, again, a solid high. I can't see any. Uh, you can't. People might jump up and down because they might have their favourite. It's like it's like the quarterback argument, isn't it? Mm. They have their favourite guy. They want this person. They think they're the best, and everything else is just shit. But it's not the case. Because this is a, a complex organisation, a big team of people that has to get together mm. and develop and coach and lead another team of people. So you don't know what they're going to be like until they get together and they start working together because that team will build its own its own dynamics. It will develop its own way of working. They'll have their ways of communicating, their ways of doing things. And uh, as far as I can tell, it's, it's not a new guy. So there's going to be a lot of respect in the room for each other. And I think, I, yeah, I like it. I, don't, I, can't, mm. I can't fault any of these sort of hires, really. It's... Yeah. Um, a good experienced set of coaches building, so yeah, great news. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, one thing what I found really interesting, I was just doing a bit of research on the guy this afternoon, is that he actually got voted the number two ranked offensive coordinator by the actual NFL players uh, through the through the NFL um, uh, union. So to sit, you know, to get that, and to, and to, you know, to get that after he had such a poor season as well with Carolina. Uh, you know that says a lot about the guy. That you know, people must think a lot about him. It's like you said, uh, Jason. You know, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. And I think they've got a team where they can either carry on developing Justin Fields, or this team's got enough experience. These new coaches that if we do, you know. Uh, draft draft uh, Williams, then you know the great experience of mould him, um, and, and I and I like I like what you said as well earlier on, Jason. That um, you know the Bears are sort of got in straight away with with the, you know getting the coordinator sorted out and and getting his assistant sorted out, mm-hmm. so they could actually have time before the or free agency and the draft to go through what they want to do and you know the vision they've got and the scheme they want to do uh and also you know also you know the decision about who they're going to draft so uh yeah i'm i'm sort of really happy about the bears what they've done it seems it's, it's just nice to have people who've been there done it and also done it and been and been successful in the league uh, and i think that's what the bears needed especially with the wide receivers as well because i feel We've had terrible wide receiver coaches for quite a few years, I think. Even under Nagy, the wide receivers never seem to improve. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you, like you still hear like Muni going, even last year, oh yeah, I ran the wrong pattern. Well, you know, if you had a prop, if you had a really had a hands-on coach, that ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? So um, I just, I just like the idea that we you know we're improved in the, you know, we're gonna improve in the wide receivers. Hopefully. You know, we draft some 
really quality wide receivers to play alongside DJ Moore. And if we've got a good coach, then obviously that could speed up their development as well. So uh, I suppose we've put the subject off as long as we can. The <laughs> white elephant in the room, Jason. Is it yeah, to be fields or not to be fields? So I know, and this, and this to me is like, there's no right answers and there's no wrong answers, is there? Sir, so, I'm going to go to you, Jason. <laughs> What's your thoughts? <laughs> I'm going to put you, in, I'm going to put you in, 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 in the shit and, and tell me, because, because I can see both sides of the argument, but I'd love to know what you think. This is the problem, and you started me now. I'm not. I'm not in, on the spot, mate. This is going to set me off on a flipping 25 minute rant. Um, it's do it. That, that's the, this is your. This is this is this is your platform, mate. This is my platform. You're going to get it now. But yeah, it's you, it, that, and that is the problem, as you said, is there is no right or wrong answer. And the problem is, and I've seen it in so many chats, and it's made me want to throw my damn phone out the window. Is people have picked their side. <laughs> They've picked their side. And then just gone, this is right, and everyone else is wrong, and they're full of shit. And they'll just start. Nothing annoys me more. I've seen it in a few times on last week's show as well on BCP on the Thursday. I just, because I wasn't working the next day because of all yeah. these drugs, I just thought I might as well stay up and watch it. So I stayed up through the night. And there's a couple of people in the chat that were just doing my nutting. It's, they, they come onto yeah. the chats and they just start throwing insults. And it's just like, that's not, that's not productive. Another Jason, bear down. Excellent. Good to see you, bro. Um, and it's just there isn't the right or wrong answer. And I, I guess I'm a Bears fan. I want mm. the Bears to win, right? And anyone who thinks they know that we draft Caleb Williams and we win a Super Bowl in two years is full of shit. Anyone that thinks we keep Fields mm. and build a team around him or win a Super Bowl, is maybe he's full of shit as well. We don't we don't know the answer. Yeah. We're not. And it's, that's what's so infuriating is what the problem is that people are judging these things on. They're seeing sound bites. They're watching highlight reels. This, I, I think we are not one quarterback away from from being elite. You know what I mean? We're not one quarterback away. So, and there's there's pros and cons to both sides. So we could draft a quarterback, whether it's Williams, whoever, whoever you know the the, the front office think is a better one. And I, I trust their judgment entirely uh, because they, let's face it, they could have picked a quarterback last year. I mean, instead of a quarterback, we got DJ Moore, Tyreek Stevenson, and Darnell Wright instead. So yeah. that, that's the sort of haul you can talk about for trading your first pick away. So, again, there's no right or wrong. And the only thing I would say about the, the draft to QB at number one camp is the, what is their backup plan? This is the, and this is all I care about. It's all, I just want the Bears to win. So you could draft Williams or May. They're unknown. I think they're only like a year or year younger than Fields as well because he's so young. They yeah. talk about resetting. All the arguments, I, I kind of sometimes I see them. I, and like you say, I can listen to an argument. I can probably go either way. I just think, you know, if someone makes a reasonable argument, you can see their point and I get it. But yes. the way that it works to me is that if we reset the quarterback clock uh, and Walt brought it up on Thursday, we've done this. We've been on the quarterback rookie clock contract for seven years. Jay Cutler was the last person mm -hmm. we signed to a fucking proper contract. We've been living for, you know, nearly a decade on journeymen and rookies and, you know, just like backups this is not it's not working so if we reset the quarterback clock that's irrelevant because we're not a quarterback away so we've got enough cap space we're probably going to shift eddie jackson on and cody whitehair and save 20 million in cap space mm -hmm. so we'll have money to spend um and i just 
the arguments people make are just I don't they're not complete. I just we don't know field ceiling yet because he has the second year well the first two years have been a disaster. I, I, he has not progressed how we wanted him to progress. That is absolutely true. Um, but I just think he's such a unique talent. I just I would be really gutted. And like I say, I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a Fields fan or a Williams fan or whatever. I want this team to win. I mean, I just get so excited. I've never been as excited watching the Bears for perhaps since you know '85. Uh, since well, from watching Fields because he can just mm. do something unbelievable, and I, I want that on the Bears. So we haven't given him a fair shot. I understand if they want to trade him. I totally, again, I, I, there's no right and wrong answer. I get it. We could trade him. What are we going to get? A second round pick, maybe a two and a seven. I don't know. It'd be nice to get a yeah. second round pick back. So if we were offered a good deal, I could kind of see it. We could maybe trade out. Again, it, this is, again, there's so many variables. We don't know which quarterback they want, which our front office would pick. Mm. And Paul said it before, and I think he said it again already, is that you'd have to be blown away. So, uh, yeah, we don't know the ceiling of either of these people. Fields has had a rough time because he's he's had a rebuild, a full rebuild, like a proper teardown. We stripped that team out to the fucking to the ground and started to build it up again. He's improved, yes. We would have liked to see more. We, it hasn't happened, and you know, some of that's on him, some of that's not on him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just the problem is people, you know, all these fucking people that come in and saying stupid shit like busting Fields, uh, just you know, all this crap. It's just like it's not. Uh, I've seen so how many games last season when we actually we earned that first round pick because we were poor, thanks to Lovey Smith as well. Yeah. Though. Cheers, Lovey. Um, is that there were t- there were two or three games at least when we were within one score and we were on a on a drive to go down the field, either go ahead or to tie the game. There was and it sticks in my mind. There was the the pass interference call on Claypool that wasn't called. The next play, Fields puts the ball in the chest of the receiver for a first down. Was it Pettis or was it St Brown? And he fucking drops so, it. Yeah. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? And there's like Smith Marset against the Vikings. We charge him down the field. He just lets the defender just pull the ball out of his arms, and that's the game over. So mm. we have not been battered that that time. So I just again, it's there's no there's no proper answer, and this is why. And it drives mm. me nuts that we keep going round in circles because we haven't. You're not going to get an answer because someone will tell you some stats that shows why Justin is is the next fucking Patrick Mahomes. And someone will tell you the reasons why Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes. And they just think none of us are right. We're all guessing. None of us knows. And the only way we'll, just, we'll know is when Poles and Fluce and all the rest of them, they get to see them in person. They get the interviews. They find out what kind of person mm. they are. Because that's just as important as the fit they get into this team. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The reason Fluce came back this year is that that team did not stop playing for him. They fought for him when we were at our, at our bottom, like start, starting 0-4. And they still went out and ran through brick walls for him. So that's why he stayed, I reckon. Mm-hmm. And they also, the, the people want to come to the Bears to play fields, to play for fields. Um, so, and I can see a situation where, and, and the thing is, it isn't just keep fields and build around him and draft number one and trade fields. Uh, you know, we, we could do, we could keep fields and draft the quarterback. And then you could let him yeah. sit. Because someone, like, was it Alex Brown in the bloody NBC sports show said, I want a quarterback like that. What do you mean? One that sits on his ass for three years and learns. This this is the age we yeah. live in where people want results now. They're like people are, oh, you know, speaking fitness, Stroud is brilliant and uh, and uh, Young is a bust. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like this instant results. So I get it. It's it's, it's a good idea. So maybe we can. If and I think they'll do that. I think if if they see a quarterback that they quite think could be had potential, they're still sitting there in a in a later round. Maybe because Levis dropped to the second day, didn't he? Nobody expected it. They thought yeah. he'd go early. Um, so. 
there could be a chance they pick someone and think, oh, we'll take a punt on him if they get enough draft capital back. But like I said, if we pick a quarterback, we've, we've not got a fallback. We've got no plan B because we're not one quarterback away. So you could put whoever... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the, 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 the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers when there were issues going into the game about the, the Chiefs' offensive line. And my, that mm. game, Mahomes spent his whole life fucking running for his life because yeah. he had no offensive line. And like I said before in a previous show, that last game, our last regular season game, Fields are pressured on 50% of his dropbacks. I don't care if you're Mahomes or you could be Tom, whoever. No quarterback's going to thrive getting a, a defender in his face the minute he gets to the back of his dropback. So we've got enough. Mm. I, and why, I, why I prefer the option of... of keeping fields for another year because it's a lot rookie deal we could give him another year we could draft someone potentially is that if when you draft that number one pick if we get a haul of extra picks in the future we can use that to build up we can use this year's draft then as well to build our team further for the gaps that we have got um we all know we need a center we need to, a guard probably a swing tackle at least mm-hmm. uh, another probably mm-hmm. maybe one or two wide or two wide receivers um and definitely, if Waldron's coming in and playing a lot of 12 and 13 personnel, we definitely need another tight end because I don't think Lewis yeah. and Tanyan are both coming back. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think we, yeah, we uh, that's why I think that's why I think is the most likely option. And again, when I say this is what happens on, on these fucking streams, if someone says what I think might happen, I'm just guessing like everyone else is. They People jump yeah. on it and think, this is what you want. You love Fields. You hate Glenn Williams. I don't. I'm just trying to guess what I think is best for the organisation. Yeah. So I think Polls, as, as he has said so many times, and to reference his point, he said about building through the draft, Green Bay defence, seven of the starting 11 and number one, dra- number one draft picks. That's how you build a fucking team. So, and that's mm. what Polls is doing. So I think I I think this the way he works, he will want to see who's going to buy on that number one pick because of this massive, yeah, Jason's saying it, mainstream media, bringing up Stroud, all over Young's prick. Exactly. They could not, there was no, no, you couldn't put anything between those two on the last year's draft because it's a, it's a shot. It's a, it's a roll of the dice, every quarterback, because they're going into a situation that's different with a play caller that's different, with coaches that are different, with talent around them that's different. So this hindsight bullshit is starting to, this is why I'm saying I'm not talking about it all, all, all off season because it's doing my head in. Oh, no. You, you don't know what they're coming into. Let's see how CJ Stroud is next year. And he's got Laramie Tonsler, one of the best left tackles in the league. They've got a decent start. You know, they've got Will Anderson. They've, got, they've built a team. They've got, you know, they can get lucky. You can have a good season. It's about where you are in the mean over a course of two, three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. So my feeling that what I think Poles will do is he'll keep fields, keep him on a rookie deal for another year, potentially draft a later round quarterback as someone as cover, but build this team because he knows we, we all saw where the weaknesses are over the course of this season. Mm. Um, our defence is close to being elite now. Um, we're going to need another edge rusher, definitely. Uh, I don't know about tackle. I, I think it's desperate because I'm hoping that Pickens and, and Dexter are going to take a bit of a leap. We could, mm. uh, I think well, I want Jones to come back because he's had a good season. Um, a safety, yeah. definitely. A safety, definitely, because Jackson stays unnumbered. But yeah, our defence is that close to being elite. Um, it's our, our problem is the offence now and we can build, we mm. can trade that number one pick get a haul, build our team to be much stronger. And then you're not desperate for the latest magician brackets, uh, generational, which happens every year quarterback that's going to, um, you know, going to change off, turn, turn your franchise around on his own with no offensive line and no one to throw mm. to. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I've covered everything. Uh, 
We don't know about Williams' personality. They're <laughs> beginning to get him in the room. That's what we need to see. They've got the, they've got the pro days. We've got yeah. the combine coming up. Um, we're going to see. We don't know what Waldron will have told them a plan for Fields if they're going to keep him. Because how will I think Poles will not have done that interview without saying what will we do with Fields? What will we do with the number one pick? That's going to how yeah. will, that's, that's yeah. obvious, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. I think my gut feeling is that's what they'll do. They'll trade the pick because everyone's fucking going crazy for Williams and, and May and whatever. Mm. I say, I say, take it. Let's fleece someone again. Let's build this roster like he did. If he turns one pick into three starters, uh, by the way, shout out to Darnell Wright, uh, Professional Football Writers Association, uh, Rookie Team of the Year spot. Absolutely yeah. nailed on. I've got a bookend tackle on the right side for 10 years now if he stays fit and healthy. Um, yeah, turn it into another three starters. Thank you very much. Bit of signing in mm. free agency. Um, yeah, we don't know. So that's my view. I'm not talking yeah. about it in circles, arguing with people <laughs> on the internet. I'm never going to meet and getting angry because we don't know that we don't know Fields' potential. Yeah. We don't know the number one draft pick's potential. We know what we've got. We know he has talents. Have we got a coach that will build a team and around him and will use his talents that will fucking tear his league apart um, mm. if, if we use him right? And that, that's what I know will happen. I, I dread if we trade him and he goes to an NFC team. He will fucking knock us out of the playoffs if we ever get there every damn season because and we'll be crying into our fucking beers going, what did we do? So yeah. 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 I just, yeah, agree agree with Jason's comment there as well. You get a haul, build through the draft. We've only got six picks. Yeah, that's, again, it's a big thing. We've only got and no second rounder, which second round picks are important. Yeah. So it depends what we get oh, offered. Go ahead, mate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my sort of overall thinking is, I'd be quite happy for the Bears to draft a quarterback and have him sit. Like, like I've said this in, on other shows I've been on, he's sort of like, you know, as Bear fans, we always moan that, oh, Green Bear, like, you know, they have, like, a fantastic quarterback and then they'll draft a guy in the first round, get him to sit behind a fantastic quarterback for three years and so they've got his yeah. conveyor belt, high-standard quarterback, and the Bears never do that. You know what I mean? We'll, like, like, you know, we always get like oh it's got to be a franchise quarterback and he's it's like you said jason it's got to get results straight away you know we've got to throw him in at the deep end straight away and i and i that's a short-term thinking do you know what i mean what you know get get i'm not saying necessarily get williams but get like a guy like you know one of the top sort of four or five quarterback uh and get him just to sit and also as well it adds competition for fields as well at training camp which he desperately needs, I think, sometimes. You know, we all, we all love the Burgeon story, but he needs a real sort of quality quarterback to, to challenge him at training camp, I think, because to me, he seems to like not have that much competition. And I think as well that we are definitely not a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. We are so far away from that. You know, we need to get depth depth at so many positions you know we need depth at wide receivers who we've got us as wide receivers we've got dj moore and tyler scott and that's it and tyler scott is he's just coming out of his rookie year but you know he dropped a lot of passes uh that's you know that's an area where we desperately need more talent i mean i, I really think that we should um possibly um draft a, a left tackle quite high because I think Bratchen Jones is good for the fifth rounder, but why why not why not draft somebody and give him a bit of competition as well? You know what I mean? Draft somebody high. Why why do you have to settle on somebody else? Because I think he had a bit of a 
a bit of a down sort of second half of the season compared to how we were playing the previous year. Uh, and I just think, I just think if we draft somebody quiet up, then maybe we could shift him sort of, you know, as a guard, you know, on the left hand side, and then maybe move Jenkins back to the right guard, uh, along, you know, so he could play alongside right because they were just brutal when them two were playing together. So I just, I just think if they move on as well, it feels like are people going to be patient enough to wait a couple of years for, for you know, a rookie quarterback to get it? You know, I mean, I know what's happened, you know, with, with Houston with their quarterback, but that really, really happens. And also as well, even even, even if you draft a quarterback in the first round, there's so many quarterbacks which are, uh, which are, um, <laughs> I can only see it because I'm on my mobile phone, so everything's like no. about that big. I'll cover it after. <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep finish, mate, and then I'll go. Cool. So, like, um, I've lost my train of thought again now. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just sort of, and also as well is, I think people as well forget that there's, there's like, the quarterback can't do anything without having a good place surrounding him. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the, like, you look at San Francisco, how balanced that team is on defence and offence. You know, they got quality players throughout their team, you know, and that's what you need. It's not just a quarterback. He can't win everything on his own. You know, that, I know Fields has had to do that a lot. He's had to, like, had to, you know, he's had to carry that offence, you know, against crap play calling, against loads of pressure what he's been getting. Um, so I, I'm sort of more leaning towards trade the pick, fleece, fleece another club, and make, you know, and then, and then use them picks what we can get. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll get some, like, you know, we could use it for, like, next year as well. Like, you know, we could ask for, like, their first round for next year or the second round pick for next year for, for number one. Because there'll be plenty of teams who are absolutely begging for a quarterback. They always is every year. And I just I just think as well that um, the locker room seems to be really behind fields. You know, I feel like, you know, if, if we start winning, you know, consistently, then the coach is just going to get better and better. Um, and I just like to see Fields given a chance actually play under a decent OC. He's never had that. Nagy, we're not a decent OC. Look at how the Hunters sort of declined this year due to uh, due to Nagy's crap calls. Um, so like Justin Fields is to me, he's never really had a fair crack. All right, the guys made mistakes, and um, but that's a part of a learning curve. And I just don't think. I don't understand why people think this one guy, Williams, is going to come in and we're going to be in the Super Bowl the next season. It just doesn't work that way. I just, you know what I mean? And I just feel like give Fields one more year, you know, get a, get a decent quarterback for, you know, in the draft, get him to sit, get him to sit, learn the game and do a little bit what what the successful organisations do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just trying to, like, get instant success. Actually, have a plan, like, a, you know, a big yearly plan and say, look, you know, we've got this guy, we're going to sit him, he's going to learn, and then, and then once we want to move on with the, from the starting quarterback, then we've got a guy who's ready and, and, and knows the game inside out. And the Bears never, ever seem to do that. They never seem to do that. It's always, like, panic mode. Try and get a high draft pick and shove him in there like they did do with Jabisky, even though he should have never been picked that high. I mean, that was such a, a ludicrous draft pick to, to actually move up to get Jabisky. Well, just like, I couldn't believe it when that happened, and I was not very happy when that happened. So, I, I just think really, take the picks, 
get more decent players in, and then see what Fields can do next season. But there's got to be a there's got to be a time limit with Fields. We can't just you know keep going. Oh well, we'll give him another year. We'll give him another year. At some point, you've got to cut the strings. Uh, so I, 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 for me, he's got like this next season. And if and if he produces or he regresses, so maybe get a, a really top end quarterback in like next year's draft. So it's like you said, Jason. There's so many different factors what goes into these sort of decisions. Um, but it's just going to be a really, really interesting off season to be a Bears fan. But I must admit, I, I do find. I like I mentioned this before. This is like my least favorite time of the NFL calendar because it's you know there's no <laughs> games to watch, so you know you can't comment on what's actually factually happened. It's all people's opinions. It's all guesswork. <laughs> yeah, and, and also as well, like the way some people tackle it on in the chat. You know, come on, we're all Bears fans. I don't give a shit whose name is whose name is. Is on the back of that Corbett's jersey. I just want the best player because it's all about the Chicago Bears. It's not about Caleb Williams. It's not about Fields. It's about the Bears getting to the promised land of a Super Bowl. And whoever whoever you know gets us there, I just don't care who it is. And I think people have just got to give other people's opinion a lot more respect and not be so rude because you don't know. We don't know. It's like you said, Jason. We're all just sort of guessing and try to snatch things out of air. What, what's you know, what sounds oh, it could go this way. But I do feel like with with the coaches what they brought in that they've got the experience if to do either, you know, like either if they if they do uh, draft Williams, then they've got the experience of Mulder, uh, a rookie quarterback, but also they've got the experience that they can hopefully you know get feels to like a consistent level. We all want it to see, and like. You know, with Fields, it's, it just makes them sort of wow players, you know what I mean? And you just want to see more and more of them as, on a consistent level. Because I do believe the guy's got it in him. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be really, really interesting. But I do feel like, I don't know, Foster, like on, on, on previous shows, on their first night show, he's always said, look, we're about 15, 15 plays away from being like a consistently good team. And he's absolutely bang on right. Do you know what I mean? Especially like with the offensive line. I mean, it's it's some positions do you think we should really attack in the draft? You know, which position? I mean, obviously we got free agency first, which hopefully we'll get like open. We're going to get like a centre through the free agency period. I like to get an experienced centre, top top quality centre who can lead the line and you know not, not be always on his ass like Patrick said it would be a lot of last season but is there any sort of like particular positions which you really want to see him upgrade or change personnel in uh definitely uh guard for sure center and guard um i think to, to, to go to go to your point about drafting the tackle is i think that we i don't think we can afford to waste one on a high pick like that because I, I always think that the way to build a team is to attack your weakest point. Right. And I don't think he, I, I agree that he's, he's not elite yet. Uh, he, he's definitely developing um, Jones, Braxton Jones on the left tackle. Uh, I just, I, I don't think he's that weak that we need to go there with a high pick. Do you see what I mean? So it's the interior of the line that was such a massive struggle. And I do think we need mm -hmm. to this. Uh, I, I saw the first this week, I saw ESPN's first sort of um, grading of the top 53 agents coming out at the end of the season. And there were a lot of guards in there. Um, and centers as well. There's, there could be some in, in free agency that can be picked up. Uh, a couple. In, in interestingly, right. interestingly, as well, the Seattle Seahawks center 
um, will be coming out, coming out of free agency. Um, who knows how Waldron plays and that, knows how to run that system. Um, All right. So, again, it doesn't uh, – illuminating but not true. Um, it's, it's a PFF grade. It doesn't grade out very well. Uh, Cushionbury at, at the Broncos is, is a much better performing centre. Uh, again, I'd be happy with that. But I think – this is the thing that with the draft is you've got you've got to you've got to see what happens in free agency first. If we pick up a couple of stud interior linemen uh, in the in free agency, then that takes the pressure off the draft hugely. You can get one later on for development or and for depth. Um, but we definitely need interior line. We've got to get a centre. We have to get a centre. Whether that's um, and uh, someone mentioned it in the mm-hmm. chat earlier that uh, JPJ that Jackson Jackson Powers Johnson is balling out. The first day he's looking good um, at the at the Senior Bowl. Um, the other one, of course, is Cedric Rampran, who's mm-hmm. at, is he at Georgia or Alabama? Is it one of those two, one of the big ones. Uh, so there's a couple of potential decent we'll centers coming out. I'm not, I'm not sure. You, I don't know if a center rookie ever comes out and and is you know at that starter level straight away. But um, that's a big good point from yeah. Foster. Is I love Tevin. Tevin Jenkins is one of my favorite Bears players, but he can't. He's we got to try and keep him healthy, man. I hopefully they if they can fix his issues. Um, he is an absolute beast in that offensive line for sure. Uh, Davis is hot and cold, but again, we uh, I know it's you know 17 games and people say what they see and stuff, but the guy lost his mum, you know, that's like a fucking massive. Uh, I, I, I quit my job when my mum mm. died, so I'm not going to give the guy shit for fucking you know not being well, there in his head for the couple, a couple of games. Um, but having said that, he's there's been some games where he's not looked great. Um, he's a, again, he could be a depth piece if we can get someone. Above him, he might be useful as a depth piece. Um, but we need, yeah, we need interior line. We're definitely going to need wide receivers, one, maybe two, and tight ends. Because I think that Waldron, if he's going to stick to the same style, is going to be using a lot of two and three tight end uh, formations. Yeah. So um, those are my big needs as well on, on, the, on the offense. And then obviously everyone knows that free safety and, and edge rusher uh, on, the, on, the, on the defense. So I think that's where we could make a splash potentially with our number nine pick or depending mm. on how far down we come. My ideal scenario is something like drafting, dropping down a couple of places um, and picking up Marvin Harrison Jr. And then a Jared Averse or a Chop Robinson or something with a, on a, on the, uh, or Latu, is it, uh, what, what's his first name? Latu. There's another one, isn't there? Um, one of those three sort of mm. big edge rushers. Um, but yeah, it's a long way to go, man. It's going to be a crazy off season. Yeah. It's so exciting. Well, I'm not talking about the quarterback situation anymore because we because it can go either way. Um, and I will support it's the team, possible. whatever happens, whatever they whichever way they go, whoever's whoever's under center uh for the Bears is is my man, and I'm gonna go with that. But and I trust Poles, I trust I trust what he's doing. I think he's he's, he's building the team, man. So uh yeah, really happy with the hires we've talked about so far. The team, the needs are um, yeah, as we've said, uh, again, another another Seahawk going into free agency is their tight end, Noah Fant. Um so right. again, one to more potentially Walter could bring him over. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's uh, exciting times ahead. So free agency, I think it starts yeah. on March. Is it March thirteenth? Is the start of the season? The I think so, uh, free yeah. agency period, and then the drafts twenty fifth of April, twenty fifth and twenty seventh. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's, that's me. Um, I think what, uh, covering anyone else in the chat. Just to say hello to everyone in the chat. Um, thanks everyone who's joined us. Uh, there's been some good yeah, comments in there. We'll get to in a bit. Plank was here just to say he won't be. He might be here later. Mark Kazak popped in as well. Um, I was asking where the flipping link was because I think I deleted it. Joe Treviso was here. Uh, Foster's running the show. Shorty's listening in from somewhere that he can't tell us about. J2K, good to see you. Bears Media Co. 
Dobsey, uh, yeah, good comment. <laughs> Chrissy Davis, my sister, came in and said hello, said bear down. Um, where are we going? So, uh, Walt is there, CB Sickles, good to see you, man. <clears throat> uh, keep going, keep going, scroll, scroll with my fingers in. King Booker World, yo, good to see you, man, good to see you, and I did see you earlier. I uh, hope you're doing well. Jason came in, he's had a few, good, yeah. a few comments in there. Another Jason, that's a good name. Um, all, all the best people are called Jason, I think, mostly. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, where are we? There's me, Nico. Do it all 36. Hey, you're the only oh, well, you know, there's a few of us around. Um, yeah, do it all 36 is, is joining in, in the chat as well. It's good to see you. <laughs> uh, and I think that's kind of it, really. It's a, whoever else has been in, thanks awesome. for joining us. Like Chris said earlier at the start, we're trying to get um, some Bears fans together on this side of the pond, uh, to, to talk Bears football with a British accent. Um, mm -hmm. And see what uh, what we we think and and just yeah have a chat come and talk to us um, and I've got to say I've been holding on to this for ages because mm. I'm super excited I'm going to see the Bears in London this season um, as soon as the tickets are on sale mate I'll get us a ticket and we'll uh, I, I cannot wait uh, to go yeah. see those guys play for real uh, and I'm already saving like I said for potentially later in the year going to Chicago to see a Bears game for Shorty's 50th birthday which will be a riot. Um, yeah. But that'd yeah, I think that's kind of I think I've covered I've covered where we're at. Um I don't know if I got a little thing for a stat bomb. If you're interested in a little stat bomb, I don't know if you want to uh Yeah, I would just go I would just ask Yeah, I would I would just ask you if you had a, a bit of a stat bomb going. It's you know, it, I'm, I they're tailing off because we're coming to the end of the season, you know. Um I, I got a yeah, I got a couple of little nuggets. Uh most people know will might know these, might, might know one of them. Go on, I've got so. a few things. I'm going to mention our dear neighbours uh, in Detroit. Um, a bit gutted for them. Yes, Foster, you should come to London. Come to London. You can sleep in my spare room or in the van or whatever. Just get to the fucking game, my friend. Uh, yeah, so anyway, our poor old friends in Detroit. I, I was rooting for them. Uh, Steve from New Breed Sports uh, is a really good guy. I was hoping for them. Um, and uh, Dion as well. I saw him in three Ville Three Points Dance podcast. That uh, Dion guy was from the Detroit Lions, and he was a good guy. So you kind of feel for them. They're just fans like us. Just got a different city to root for. Oh, um, obviously, though, it's quite nice that we won't see fucking Don Bergloting about it. So I'm quite happy with that. Although I never see him anyway because I blocked that motherfucker yeah. a long time ago. So that's fine. I never see a word he says, which I, makes my I, life I, a lot. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and also, also, I'm going to add this here. I don't like being all negative, but I'm going to add that. Uh, that Anzalone linebacker of theirs is a, he's a, he's a dirty player. Um, he tried to knack DJ Moore in their game. He is. He, when he tackled him, he tackled him off. And I've seen it. I've seen this. I've seen him do this before in in uh, New Orleans when he was there. The, they were out of play, out off the field. They tackled him. He went out of bounds, and he grabbed DJ's ankle and twisted it to try and hurt him, basically. And he got up hobbling. And that's that's just mm. dirty, man. I don't like that kind of play. So for you, Anzalone, I'm glad yeah. you lost. But for Steve and Dion, all the other decent Lions fans, I've got it. They, they suffered a long time, um, which actually is one of my stats, which is that um, only one team, they are the only team that has played all 58 Super Bowl seasons and not made it to the big game. So the other teams that haven't made it haven't been wow. playing for all those seasons. So they're the only team that have played every one of those 58 Super Bowl campaigns and not made it to the to the dance. Um, and also when they played the championship game, I got this from the, comment, from the uh, coverage on the TV, was a I thought was very interesting, um, is that that NFC Championship game was the first playoff game where a quarterback picked number one in the draft was going up against a quarterback picked with the last pick of the draft. So, Mr. Irrelevant on the 49ers, that, obviously. That's a start. That is a start. 
That's a stat bomb, yeah. mate. That is that. That last one is a stat bomb, mate. That <laughs> so is I got awesome. one more. That is awesome, mate. Yeah. That's a stat bomb. One last one, which is a, one of our fucking favourite bears. <clears throat> one of our favourite bears is Montez Sweat, and I think everyone knows this because they were talking about it. Is sacks have been a recorded stat in the NFL officially since 1982. Montez Sweat is the first player to lead to be the leader of sack for sacks on two teams in one year. Well played to him, man. Pro Bowler. That's great. Montez Sweat. Six and a half for the for the, yeah. the commanders. Six for us. <laughs> stat bomb. There you go. Those are, those are my stat bombs for this week. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome, Jason. That was absolutely awesome, mate. I mean, what we'll do is we'll, we'll finish the show now. And I mean, I mean, I was thinking it'd be really nice to like, you know, have some sort of British Detroit Lions fans on, you know, through the season. Uh, you know, the, you know, I know like they're not all like Don Burr, um, so that'd be nice to sort of uh, be really nice to sort of ask them how come they are Detroit Lions fans. You know, I mean, I know we haven't had much success, but you know, the Bears are a lot bigger name over in the UK than the Detroit Lions are. And I like to say that, you know, obviously, you know, we'll come on if there's any sort of big news, you know, in the off-season leading up to the, you know, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll do a show when free agency's finished and we'll see which, you know, what they've done in free agency. And then what we'll do is we'll do a show after the draft as well. Because, um, you know, and the main thing is as well is that anybody... You know, from Britain, Europe, anybody from outside America, really, you know, who wants to come on and talk bears and, and speak to the American audience and, you know, do get in contact with us because that, that were really the main sort of ethos of the show for me, really. Well, you know, just give people a chance to view their, you know, view their points in front of a, an American audience. But yeah, I'd have to say that them uh, stat bombs, mate, were absolutely amazing as usual. Especially, especially the last one at like ping, and um, yeah, and I say I'm, I'm impressed with the coaches that they brought in, and just let's hope that we keep building and uh, let's just see what happens in free agency. So what we'll do is we'll finish the shirt with a big fat bear down after three, one, two, three, bear down, bear down. Where's short? Come on, Foster! Come on, Foster! That's your cue, <laughs> Foster. Come on, brother. You didn't give him much of a lead-in time there, mate, to be fair. <laughs> so.